faith-based experience on love. Bad. 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 Life-based experience on love. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. I am your host, Badass Jones, offering personal advice and life-based experience on love, sex, relationships, intimacy, with a little Jamaican flair. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. Okay, so we're good to go? I'm ready. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, bless up yourself. Welcome back, Pum Pum Posse. This, of course, is the Pum Pum Chronicles podcast. I am your host, AJ Badass Jones. You can find the podcast streaming on all platforms where podcasts can be heard. If you want to follow me on my social media, you can find me at the Pum Pum Chronicles on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow my personal page, Badass underscore Jones underscore on Instagram. And of course, there is a YouTube channel where we have video content of the same name, the Pum Pum Chronicles pod. If there's anything that you'd like to submit in terms of content, questions, or anything thereof, you can do it in one of two ways. You can send me an email at the Pum Pum Chronicles at gmail.com, or you can call the call-in line and leave a message. That number, of course, is 320-270-1086. So I had the pleasure of being a part of uh, a live with a gentleman named Lawrence Killebrew. He is a comedian and it was a great session. And so Lawrence is here to join me today to have a chat about relationships and catching feelings and all that kind of good jazz. But I'm going to let him tell you all who he is and what he's about and where you can find him and all that good stuff. Mr. Killebrew, uh, welcome. What's going on, poom poom poppy? <laughs> I like that. you know I love I love the way Americans say poom poom because it's like y'all put a double O instead of a U. Oh, I, whatever. I like the way it sounds. The poom poom. <laughs> the poom poom pasu. Yes, the poom poom pasu. I'm here, man. I'm Lawrence Killebrew, comedian out of Philadelphia. Now living in Atlanta. You might have seen me on TV One, Comedy Central, uh, numerous podcast episodes of different people, man. Uh, I'm on Instagram. If you want to follow me, it's Lawrence C3H. Also on Facebook, it's Lawrence Killebrew. Um, and that's really it, man. I'm not too much. I'm not too famous. And I'm just a regular guy trying to make you laugh. That's it. You're famous enough. That's okay. Don't don't downplay it and say you're not too famous. And every every evening, which I found out yesterday, you do um, a, a live. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and what is that about? I also do an Instagram live uh, called Relationship Hour, where I just talk to different people. Every night, uh, the same genre is uh, relationships, but it's different topics within the relationship topic. And we just have a conversation, man, between two people, men, men, females, comedians, just regular people. We just talk. Uh, I started it when the pandemic hit because I wanted to just be able to talk to people because as a comedian, uh, that is what you know helps us. It's therapy to me and not being able to get on stage. Uh, you know, I felt like, you know, talking to people on live would help. And it's been um, it's been going pretty good. So if you're following me or if you would like to go live, just reach out, man. I do it every night on Instagram from 9 to 10 Eastern time. Uh, just reach out, hit me with a DM, and let's have a conversation. See, now I feel special because we ended up talking for like an hour and a half, which I didn't know because the time went by really easily and very quickly. So, you know, 
I feel like we we surpassed something. So that makes yeah, me. Yeah, we had a, a good, good uh, rapport. I will say that it was it was yes. easy flowing conversation. Uh, it wasn't too many people trying to talk over people. I can listen to what you have to say. You listen to what I have to say. So uh, it was pretty good. You know, and it definitely did go longer than usual. It was. I, I like them long sessions. I like the longer than usual sessions. All right. Yeah. Get a little bit more in there. <laughs> okay, so we're going to jump right in with the questions. We're going to have just kind of a general conversation about, you know, love, relationships, intimacy, sex, and all the good jazz that we talk about on the Pum Pum Chronicles on a regular basis. Um, but, you know, I always like having a male perspective because it's it's vastly, for the most part, it's vastly different than the female perspective. So, you know, it's always a good time. So the first question, of course, is what is the most attractive characteristic or trait of a woman to you that doesn't include her smile or her intellect? Um, definitely how organized she is. Uh, that turns me on a lot because um, I was a, a very unorganized person and I met a female who got me organized. And just being organized opens up um, vision to see things that you never saw before. So to me, when a woman is like, has her shit together, and I'm not not talking about financially, I'm just saying like, when she's in order to where, you know, a house is clean, she know, uh, you know what really turns me on? A a very organized closet. That is- Really? Yes, it's an extreme turn on to me. When I walk into a closet and I see all your hangers the same color and your shirts folded. Like, that shit just turns me the fuck on. So, um, organization is really a turn on for me that I love as a trait in a female. What? What's the problem? No, it's not even... It's not... not, Oh, boy. I'm trying to imagine... Okay, first of all, my closet would probably scare you because... It's 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 organized, but it, part of it's chaotic. But you know that's like a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. But I'm just trying to think of like walking. Well, you know what? No, because I can say that I've walked into like a man's walk-in closet, and there is a certain sexiness about you know like he has all of his shoes organized on one side. You know, if he's into accessories, there's like a, a place for the accessories. Like I can see where all his suit jackets are. There is a certain sexiness to it, but I, I don't see like. My pum pum getting wet. I mean, from I, like my, my, my dick ain't getting hard now. Come on, now I'm not. Okay. I'm, but that's what I'm mean. not looking like, at fingers and then getting a, a rock hard dick all of a sudden. Like that's not what I mean. I mean, okay. It's what I mean is uh, sexy to me. It's just like a turn on to where like oh I, I really like this person now. Like I can see myself getting serious with somebody because of other things. Like I've said, I told you this yesterday. Uh, I'm turned on by I don't like when women don't make their bed in the morning and it has nothing to do with the person itself it has to do with their mindset you know I believe that sometimes your morning routine sets the tone for the day so if you get up in the morning you make your bed you brush your teeth you know those are things that you just do to set your day you're organized so that to me is like a turn on not the fact that she's clean and making her bed it's her mindset of getting up the door and be organized. Sometimes those people are rare. I'm not saying it can't be done, but those people are rare. So for me, that is something that I, you know, I enjoy in a female. I don't wish you Okay. That's, that's fair. I can dig it. 
I can dig it. Um, yesterday, one of the things that we we didn't get to discuss, which I wanted to, for us to talk about, but like I said, because the conversation was so free flowing and it was great, and a lot of people were asking additional questions. Um, what are some of toxic patterns that should be eliminated before getting into a new relationship? Um, one of those is the um, I like to let things flow, people. And mm-hmm. I think and a lot of people don't really look at that as a toxic behavior, but I was one of those guys who would say, I don't like to put a title on anything. Let's just see what happens and see what happens would turn into three, four years. And I was mm-hmm. some toxic behavior that I feel people should get rid of before they get in a relationship is the behavior of not knowing what you want. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I have been a person that has dealt with women and I would say things like we don't need a title or um, you know let's just let's see where things go let things happen naturally and um, to me that's like not being able to commit and I I had that problem you know where I would deal with somebody and I would say those things for like a safety net it was like if I I did get caught doing something I could say well I never said we were together and to me that's definitely toxic and I didn't realize that until like I actually hurt somebody from that and I felt bad. You know, like in the beginning you're not thinking that you're gonna spend this much time or um, put this much time in with somebody and once you do, you look up, you know, a year done passed, two years done passed and you know, in your mind you really don't really wanna be with that person but you're like, I've been with this person this long so if you know for a fact you don't wanna be with that person, let that person know to me or you know just just say what it is in the, in the beginning to me i was that toxic guy who would you know say hey this is just let it happen you know if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't and sometimes it just never happens so did you do you keep the person around for like just companionship fear of being alone just somebody to something to do someone to pass time with like why i mean in some cases some people might check all the boxes but they don't check Check some of the boxes, but not all. Like, I was with a female who basically checked all the boxes of being, you know, her personality was great. Uh, she had a shit together. She just didn't look or wasn't as attracted to her as I was to other people. So, you know, in my mind, I, I would look at it like, you know, I don't want to say I don't want to be with you because you could be, quote unquote, maybe overweight or, you know, whatever. I'm just using that as an example. That wasn't actually what it was, but. You know, that's what a lot of guys might say. You know, she's overweight. You know, I don't, you know, she doesn't give me that attraction that I'm looking for. And I kind of felt that because she checked every other box. So that's where it comes from. It doesn't really come from just like keeping her around. It was more so, I, don't, I would say ego, maybe. Maybe I, didn't want her, maybe I didn't want her to be seen with me because, no, no, no. Because, I mean, my, I'm, I'm gonna keep it funky. Yeah, my friends and people usually see me with a certain type of female. So right. if I would have brought her around, it'd be like, oh shit, you know what I mean? Who, who's this? You know. So and like once again, these are all things that I've learned about myself over time, and I've kind of corrected those things. But and that's why I can speak about these things so openly because I've I recognize what my problems were, and that was definitely one of my problems. Hmm. Yeah, I um. I'm trying to think of if I've been in that sort of situation where I have, but for me, it was more like, I didn't want to, 
I wasn't in a headspace to commit to anybody, but I also wanted um, the companionship without the relationship strings attached to it. And so, you know, you kind of give the person the feeling that this could become something more when you know really and truly, like, you're not really intending for it to become something more. And then you you never really have that upfront and honest conversation. You kind of dilly-dally around it. And whenever they say, like, you know, okay, like, what are we doing? What's good? And you're like, you know, let's just, <laughs> like you said, let's just, let's just see how it goes. Like, why does everything have to be so serious? Why does everything have to be so? And then you start to make the person feel like they're pressuring you and, and, and then they feel bad and then they stop pressuring you, but it doesn't change their want and desire. And so like you're coasting for another week or so, or maybe a month or so of getting off. But the question always comes back and comes up around because that person's desire is always going to be their desire, even if it's not the same intention as yours. That's true. I, I've definitely been that guy. I, I definitely know how to get me a couple more months. <laughs> get a little extra time. Yeah, I definitely know how to do it, man. Um, I I ain't gonna lie, I've pretty much mastered the fact of getting out of actually saying that we're together and prolonging that commitment. You know, I, I've done that, especially with my job. Well, my job helps a lot, where I can get to go away for a couple months or go on right. the road and stuff like that. So if I was around someone twenty four seven, I think it would been a lot. It would be a lot harder. But the fact that I'm not in one place, well, actually now I am, you know, with the pandemic, but outside of the pandemic, I was gone all the time. So it was a lot easier that way. Also, How do you, how do you address, you know, things that come up like, okay, so there's a, you know, it's, it's holiday season. So let's say it's like, you know, Thanksgiving is coming around. You and this person have been, you know, knocking about and kicking it for like, let's say like a good year. Mm-hmm. And now they want to come to like a family function because they feel like based on the impression that you're giving them and based on, you know, the information that you're telling them or whatever it is that you're feeding them, they feel like they're your woman. They feel like they're your girl. So now you roll up to the holidays and they're like, okay, so, you know, when am I going to come meet your family? What, what do you say to buffer that? Uh, once again, my job, nine times out of 10, I've always been working around the holidays because as an entertainer, these are big times for people to want to get out. You know, post-pandemic, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, I'm usually booked a lot because, you know, people are in town for the holidays and, you know, they've ate and they want to do something while they're off for that week. So I'm usually booked doing shows. Christmas is the same thing. You know, it's usually shows after Christmas or before Christmas. So the majority of it, you know, I usually, that is my buffer. I'm working. I won't be in town. And then my other buffer is I'm not really close to my family. So mm. I only, my mother passed away when I was um, younger. Well, not that young, but she passed away when I was like in my 20s. And my father, um, it, he's like the bachelor dad. You know, he doesn't have, yes. like, you know, he's not the, I have a wife and kids. Like, he out here fucking these bitches. So, <laughs> and they know that. They know that from the relationship that me and my father have. So, um, I really don't have that problem. I don't. I I don't really have like the quote unquote family holiday gathering. You know, it's usually right. happen by my dad house for a minute, and it's whatever chick he got there at the time. You know, um, and that's really it. You know, so I don't really have that problem. Of I usually go to their house though, most of the time. I don't usually. They don't usually come to meet my family. I usually go to them. Okay, well then, on the flip side of that, then how does that work? Like, if you know your intention is not for them to be your woman and you don't claim them as your woman, 
when they bring you to their family functions, what are you introduced as? That's up to them, how they do it. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I, I, I'm not going to lie to you, man. For the majority of the time, I really haven't had that problem occur yet. Because I said I really avoid it. I really avoid going to their house for Thanksgiving, going to their house for the holidays. You know, I'm very good at avoiding that confrontation. And I have been for a number of years. And, and uh, it's fucked up to say, but it's very, very true. But I've had, I haven't had to, you know, encounter those situations like that. But, you know, I've definitely went to people's houses. I went to a young lady's house uh, last year for Thanksgiving. And she just introduced me as a friend, you know, and we had Thanksgiving dinner and that was it, you know. So since since that's a that was a toxic trait of yours that you have reconciled, do you still have any toxic traits you would say? Uh, just the fact that I, I don't know if it's really toxic, but I I always put my job first. Uh, I, I tell I tell people all the time I'm married to comedy, and my girlfriend is my side bitch. So <laughs> I mean that's just, that's just the reality of it. I don't, I don't know if that's a toxic behavior because I explain that to everybody when I first start talking to them. So, right. you know, and for the most part, they understand, you know, it's a passion, it's my career, uh, and I put everything and all into it. So when, you know, I just do that. And sometimes I feel guilty because I'm always on a road, you know, I'm always working about or doing comedy and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I feel guilty sometimes, but not all the time. Okay, so for people who are, you know, famous, people who are celebrities, where, you know, their full-time job is entertainment, mm-hmm. they have relationships that they maintain. There are, are people who are married, even though their career is, is the priority in their life. Do you use that as a buffer to not be in a serious commitment with people? Uh, I, I, I have in the past. Most recently, no. You know, because pretty much uh, I have a hold on it you know I know I'm pretty much in control when I'm going on the road and when I'm not so uh, as of lately no I did in the past though. Hmm. okay huh. are, are you and, and I'm trying to turn this into like a Lawrence on the couch session in any way shape or form I'm just thinking about oh my god <laughs> I'm an open book. I don't mind talking about me or anything I've been through. Are you are you um opposed to being in a committed relationship? I actually want one. I do. I okay. want one. I think it's um I'm a I'm a big advocate of believing that every man needs a a woman I don't wanna say in the cut or beside him because I, I give all the credit of my success right now to women. You know, like I said, I was with a young woman um, who helped me get organized, helped me, you know, manage myself. And, you know, I was all disoriented before her and meeting her and watching her made me want to do better for myself, made me want to get organized, made me want to budget, all those types of things. I've been with females who, you know, just were just dope people and I didn't want to look like a like a slouch because, you know, next to them. So for me, I would a relationship helps me. It helps me center myself. You know, I don't have. It's a lot cheaper if you really think about it. You know, because dating multiple women can be very expensive, and I do know that for a fact. So, um, and it's just a peace of mind knowing that you don't have to 
you know, worry about different people's personalities and, you know, you just focus on one person. Uh, so it's like more of a sensor, centering feeling for me, a piece. So I definitely want one. Uh, you know, I just have to find someone who uh, is in line with my personality and we both flow. You know, I think like I said, like I said yesterday, it's important to be a great hang where, you know, you don't have to force the conversation. I hate those relationships where, you know, the wife comes home and she automatically, you know, has to tell her day and the guy has to act like he care. Like sometimes, <laughs> I mean, bro, because sometimes silence is good. Like I can be in a room with somebody and not have a conversation and be good. Just, yes. long, just long as you're there is what I'm looking for. I don't need to talk to you. Like people feel that they need to have a conversation. Something needs to be said. Sometimes just sitting there laying on me is fine with me. You know, yes. maybe rubbing your back, you rubbing my hair or my neck or something like that. We don't have to talk about today. Just digress and let that energy out and just relax with the person that you're with. So, you know, for me, that's what I would, that's what I, I look for. I, I definitely have to agree with you on that, on the, the, the second part of what you're saying in terms of, like, people have difficulty with silence. It makes people uncomfortable. And, and I, you know, as the years go by and, and, you know, the older I get, I can't understand what, what people's issue with it is. Um, a couple of years ago, I dated a man in, he lives in Delaware. And on one of the trips, when I went down to see him, um, it was like, it was football season. Mm-hmm. And I know nothing about football. I have no interest in football. I can maybe tell you like five things about football and that's it. It's not of interest to me. But I'm also not that woman where I, if it's football weekend and I know football is your thing, I'm not going to nag you for us to do something different. Mm. I'm content to be in the same room with you. I will lay in your lap, play games on my phone, watch a movie on my phone, read some shit and upgrade my knowledge on my phone and be in the same space with you, spending time with you without having to take interest in what it is that you're watching. And he could not for the life of him understand that. And it, it ended up causing like weird arguments. So I'm like, you know, you have a woman who wants to just be in the same space as you and give you the, 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 the freedom to do what you're doing without intruding on that and being a nag and being an asshole. And you're complaining like, hello? <laughs> yeah, I've had that situation before too where, well, not, that, not necessarily that. Like <clears throat> I've noticed that sometimes women, I, I really do think women are complicated. I do. And to the point where they need, they don't understand that men are so simple. You know, I remember yes. I was dating a female and she was like constantly always asking me what I want for dinner, what I want for dinner. And when I say I don't care, she was like, why don't you ever care? Because I really don't care. Like I can eat whatever you make, whatever you want to get to eat. And it will always be a problem. Like she couldn't understand why I was so cool with eating with whatever long as you're happy to have a home-cooked meal exactly (laughs) like long as i you know long as it was i could that i liked it you know it was something that i enjoyed eating i was fine like and to her it was like why like why don't you ever just say what you want i don't care you can make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich i'm going to eat (laughs) i don't care like it doesn't matter to me trust me if i want a certain kind of meal i'm going to say but you asking me what I want, I'm not the person who's going to, you You ask me what I want, I say I don't know, you suggest something, and then I'll be like, oh no, I don't want that. I'm good. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
so that was something that I noticed. Is I think it kind of goes in that category of she could understand the fact that I'm really that simple. Like, I don't need a lot at all. So, you know, I don't know, man. Women women will be the, be the death of you, but you, you can't live without them. And shit like that. I don't know, man. Women have been... I love them to death. I just wish more women would be more simpler when it comes to us and understand that. And I think it would be a lot better if that actually happened. So, this is a great segue into the next question in in terms of um, dominance and submission in relationships. I think, like, the natural understanding is that a woman would be more submissive um, and and that extreme desire to please, kind of like in the situation that you just explained. But do do you believe that one person being dominant and one person being submissive in a relationship has to be in, in order for it to be a successful relationship? No, at all. I, I mean, I, at, at certain times I do because um, both of those roles flipped and flopped. I, well, I've only been in one relationship my whole life. So um, that and that one relationship, it definitely flipped flopped to where certain things I was more dominant, certain things uh, she was more dominant. And it, and it usually came in disguise of like like I said organization planning those things I let her take the lead because she was better at that when it mm-hmm. came to like making decisions paying bills maybe uh, doing things around the house you know doing vacations uh, you know all those things then I would take the lead on that so it kind of flip flops on whatever whatever person's strongest strength are strength is you know for my strength it was like making decisions so we're gonna go to you know be muted you know are we gonna we're gonna stay at this hotel? You know, we're gonna eat here. You know, those were my things that I was strong at. Her strengths were, you know, as in when it came to planning stuff, when it came to our budget, when it came to how the bills were spent, when it came to savings, when it came to uh, decorating the house. You know, those were things that she was strong at. So for me, it kind of flip flops and whatever you're you're you know you're strong at. in the bedroom. You know, sometimes like I said, she was. You know, sometimes she took the dick. You know, I'll be chilling. Like, it ain't time for chilling. I want to fuck. You know, and then it's times in the morning when I wake up and I want, and I want some head. You know, and I'm like, hey, 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 man, get get busy. So, you, know, <laughs> you don't say it like that, do you? I, oh, God, I, I said it. Hey, man, my man, he uh, he up. So you get, you know, get busy. I said it. You know, but like oh, I said, like I we had a good report you. like that. We had a good report. Right. We knew we knew what to say, what what it was allowed to be said, you know, and that's important. Like I said, uh, being able to be yourself without judgment is very, very important, and I think mm-hmm. that, that was part of the success of our relationship. Uh, and also, what what also ended it was the part of being judged. So, you know, what what does that mean? Um. Uh, like I, I felt as though she started to judge me towards the end because I wasn't as financially successful as I used to be, and I let that, okay. and I let that fuck up my. It was an ego thing, so mm-hmm. I felt I was being judged, and I don't know if I really was, but that was kind of like the start of the demise of our relationship. Okay, and you didn't stick around long enough to find out whether or not that was actually the case. No, well, in our situation, we were dealing with, we, um, my, in a nutshell, this is what happened. Um, I wasn't working as much as I used to work. My confidence dwindled, and when my confidence dwindled, her liking for me dwindled too. 
and everybody say that that's wrong, but I said at the end of the day, if, if your man isn't confident in himself, you're going to start to lose the attraction towards him. So we had a conversation. She told me that she didn't like me as much as she used to. I asked if she still loved me, and she said um, no. And then that was just oh. like that was just my cue to leave, and I left. And I didn't try to repair it. I just left. Fuck. Yeah. Are Are you a person who believes in closure conversations? Um, I would say yes, I do. Um, in some in some situations, like I do find myself wondering why or wanting to know why. Uh, but I really have them because of my ego. So I, I definitely want it, but my ego won't allow me to ask for it. Okay. Do you have relationship pet peeves? Uh, like what you mean, good ones or bad ones? Like either. Um, like are, are are there things that are? I mean, like we all have things where it's like you'll compromise, and then there are things where like you're not budging in any way, shape, or form. Uh, well, there are things that you know sometimes people do that you're like. You know, when you're in the bubble of euphoria and you're in like in that in love and head over heels about the person, you kind of ignore certain things that you know would bother you otherwise. But then oh, when, okay. you know, the bubble pops, you're like, fuck, I hate that you do that. Um, cigarettes. The always done it. <laughs> cigarettes, I can't do. I can't, I, can't, right. I can't get serious with you at all. Weed, maybe. Cigarettes, hell no. Um, cats, I don't like cats. I just don't like cat hair, so... <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm very opposed. Like we can come, to, you can have a cat. Just I'm not coming to your house. So, uh, other than that, uh, that's really it, man. I don't really have too many pet peeves, man. Like I said yesterday, man, I, I can I can look over a lot if we click. If you make me laugh, if we have an easygoing conversation, if I feel comfortable with you, I will really look over a lot of shit. So. I've learned to do that, you know, because I, I, I've learned to, I guess, have you ever heard of the 80-20 rule? Mm, tell me what it is and I'll tell you if I've heard of it. Uh, it was 80-20 rule that in every relationship, you're never going to get 100%. You're going to get 80 and there's going to be 20, 20% of things that you don't like. So always go with the 80. If you need someone who meets 80% of what you want, go with that and just accept the 20%. So I've realized in life that if I meet somebody who meets me eighty percent of the way, I have to look over the twenty. But so then, if if that's if that's your mantra, let's say, then your pet peeves become irrelevant. No, because if you if you meet someone, let's say, you know she checks off eight out of ten of your boxes, so eighty percent, and in that two percent, there's a cat, and she smokes weed. Well, we'll say it, we'll we'll eliminate the cigarette smoking, but she smokes weed. But see, can you over? You can overlook the, the those two. I wouldn't get to that point of me even finding out about the eighty. That's what I'm saying. Like if I meet you and I find out you have a cat, I won't get that deep into it. Okay, but what if you find out about the cat after you've gotten to the eighty percent? I just won't come to your house. I'm not coming over. <laughs> I'm not coming over. There. If you want to see me, you better bring your ass over my house because I ain't going to your house and take all your clothes off at the door. I got clothes, I got clothes for you at the door for you to put on. Leave those cat infested clothes outside my house. 
That's such a rude thing to say. Because they cat infested. Well, it's the hair of the cat? Like, what is it? Yeah, I don't like the hair. It makes me sneeze. It makes my nose run. It makes my eyes run. Okay, well, that's no, that's a completely different thing. If you're allergic, that's a whole that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm allergic to them. I just know that... I guess you can. Like, I've never gotten tested. I just know when I'm around cats, my eyes itch and they water. You know? Yes, honey, that means you're allergic. Okay, I don't know. You those know, are those are allergic reactions. You know, if you're... people don't go to the doctor and shit like that, <laughs> you don't go for nosy shit. Yeah, if you're that. Other than that, we ain't finding out when we're allergic. To. So, if your if your eyes itch, if you have a runny nose, if you feel like a scratching in your throat, if you feel any any, it, those are allergic reactions. So yeah, you're you're, you're allergic. To, you're right, allergic to I don't know. I've never went to the doctor and found out. What about? I'm gonna ask you uh, random, random things that would, would or would not be a pet peeve. Um, she chews with her mouth open. I don't care about that shit. Um, she laughs and she snorts when she laughs. I, I don't care about that. You know, I don't, nah, I don't give a shit. No. Um, if you have somewhere to go, it always takes her an extra forty-five minutes to get ready, and she's never ready on time. Nah, I don't bother me. All women like that, so. I don't care. <laughs> That's not true. I take personal offense to that. I mean, um, I mean I'm gonna like this. I've been with enough with, with enough with enough women to plan ahead for that. So usually, even if you're not ready, I'll always give you. A, I'll say I'll put an extra twenty minutes on whatever it is the time I told you. So if I tell you be ready by seven, if I want to leave by seven thirty, I'll tell you be ready by seven. If that makes sense. Also, you give them like black people time when you need yeah. black people to do events. Yeah, you give them an hour ahead. So if you need for them to be there by seven, you tell them six, and then they're there on time, which is seven. Exactly. There you go. Wow. I didn't. I didn't think. Well, I mean, I guess. Yeah, that is actually practical. I yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm usually an on time person. I'm usually the person that's waiting for other people to get ready. Um, so I, I don't, to me, like, I just don't, I don't understand it from my lens, but I do get it that it usually takes women a little bit longer because, you know, they got the hair and the, the different outfits and the makeup and all that good jazz to kind of, you know, figure out beforehand. Um, super long toenails. Uh, you know what? That, that might be, I've never had that problem, but. That might be something. Yeah. Um, these are things that I've I haven't had to and I haven't had to experience. So but now that you say that, I think I might be I might be, hey bitch, cut your nails. Bitch. <laughs> Why the fuck is your nails so goddamn long? Okay, I have a good one. Um she doesn't like giving head and only gives head if you guys are gonna fuck. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big head guy. I, I take head over fucking any day. So, especially if you get at it. But, yeah, that would, that would be a problem. Yeah, are you are you a reciprocal head giver? Oh, hell yeah. Are you? I, I, okay. I, I, I eat pussy till I burp. I don't know what you're talking about. What did you just say? I eat pussy till I burp. Lawrence, don't let me have to end this communication between us, please, really and truly. I'm not did you say you eat pussy till you burp? Am I supposed to say that on here? I, I can't talk for you. Whatever you want. I've just never heard anybody say that. Oh, I get down. I don't, I don't mind, baby. I don't mind. If you could see my face right now. <laughs> yeah, you said with the boom, 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 I'm talking freely. I'm talking freely right now. 
Yeah. So, uh, because we're on the subject, not because I want to, I want to linger on the subject, but I'm just going to ask the, the question really quickly. Are you a person that only stays in that area? Do you venture to the other parts that are down there, or do you just stay there? So you ask I'm trying to ask him in a polite way. You see, I'm trying to be decent. Could you loan me and let me be decent in, in the way that I ask this? This the Boom Boom Chronicles. Why the fuck are you being decent? What type of shit is this? I've never, heard, I've never heard a conservative freak in my life. <laughs> <laughs> this makes no sense to me. You being conservative now. <laughs> oh God, you're trying to kill me right now. Today she was. Hey, you know, I suck dick and this, this. Now you, you venture into the dark area. Like, what? I'm trying to, you know, I try to I try to be a little bit decent because sometimes, you know, it's almost like repentance because, you know, there are times where my mouth just has no governance. So, you know, I try to balance it out in the week by trying to be decent. I get you. Well, um, couldn't see like this. I'm not an advocate person of doing it, but in the moment, I do do it. I'm not, okay. I don't plan on saying, hey, I'm going to eat your ass tonight. I never do that. But in the moment, if I'm feeling it, you're feeling it, it happens, I will do it. Yes. Okay. So, you know, based on this conversation and, and a con- the conversation we had yesterday, um, I know for sure that um, getting your dick sucked is a is a sexual must-have. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> and outside of the obvious, which is fucking... Do you have other must-haves in terms of, you know, like sexual pleasure? And then on the flip side of that, are there things that you have wanted to try but haven't found the right person to try them with yet? A must for me is kissing. I think that's very important. Um, Kissing? Yes. Do you kiss every woman you fuck? No, I don't. I don't kiss every woman I fuck, but... I, it's hard for me to really get involved in sex if I don't kiss. Like I hate, people, I don't understand. A lot of people say that like they don't kiss when they have sex, and to me, like that's like the that's the that's the starter. You know, that's that's putting your key in the engine right there. And then, you know, you, I gotta disagree with you on that one, but I'll I'll let that go. I mean, I, I just how I feel. I feel that that kissing is the way to start. If you're if you're if your feelings are strong, if you don't have feelings for the person, I can understand. But that is definitely a, a must for me. I have to like you. You know, I'm not just kissing everybody in the mouth. Um, outside of that, no, nah, I don't think anything else is a must do. You know, I don't. Yeah, nothing else is a must do for me. Okay. And in terms of things that you want to try but you haven't found uh, the right person to motivate you into trying those things? Um, nah. I don't know, man. The only thing I... Uh, it's nothing I won't try on my own. Like it's nothing I won't do. Except sex toys. I haven't been I haven't been introduced to them. I don't I don't know if I'm I'm ready to use them. I, I used to be a little nervous about when women asked me to use them on them. I felt some type of way. I'm not as as that now. Now I don't give a fuck. But I used to be like that. But bringing so you have sex toys of your own? Like male Ooh, sex toys? No, I don't have any. And, and tell your friend to stop trying to send me shit. No, I was about to tell you. I'm gonna call Nick and tell Nick no. to get on your ass. She's trying to send me shit. Her mother asked to make a clone of my dick. I said no, no, you're not. Why? A, you're not making a clone of my dick. No, no. Why not? If no. you've got good dick, why would you not want that to be marketed? I don't want 
I don't want mother, mother, a dude coming and buying my dick and then seeing me and then, hey, I got the dick. Can you sign my dick? No. I'm not signing no dick that no dude brought. No. I'm not doing it. Coming to my shows like, hey, we got your dick from Erotic Boutoir. Sign our dick. No. No. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Like, Megan, serious. If you're talking about marketing and money making, and there was an opportunity to clone your dick, make a clone a willy dick, and have that marketed, and you had, like, all kinds of women purchasing your cloned penis. That's different. The women are fine. I'm just afraid that it's going to be one or two niggas that's going to buy my dick and show up to a show with my dick and ask me. I can't deal with you. I'm very worried about that. I'm afraid I get, I'm going to get that famous. They're going to start coming to my shows and asking me to sign shit. And then women pulling out their titties and asking me to sign. And just two dudes just pop up and like, hey, we got these dicks of you. Can you sign them for us? And I'm gonna have to sign the dick, but I, of course, exactly. But I don't want that. I don't want to do that. But why? Without getting into the semantics of your homophobe, why? Why would that matter? Like, I'm if the wrong. person has, I'm not homophobic. I the statement that you just made is homophobic, no, it's, not, it's not homophobic. It's just I don't feel comfortable signing my dick in front of people. No, that's not homophobic. Regardless of the gender, it doesn't make a difference whether it's a man or woman who asks for it. You're right. I don't either one. I just would not okay. comfortable signing my dick in front of anybody. Period. Okay. So let's let's take the let's take the, the the dick signing out of the equation. If there's an opportunity for you to clone your dick and have it marketed and sold, you wouldn't do that. I mean, if you, if you never, if you had like a stamp of your signature where you never had to physically sign it yourself, you never had to make an appearance. But this is this is the Lawrence Willie. This is the Lawrence Big Daddy Dick, and it's selling for thirty nine ninety nine, and you're getting whatever percentage of profit. You wouldn't do that, man. I would clone okay. my pom pom in a heartbeat. Well, let me tell you why. First of all, my dick isn't that great to be cloned. It's a it's a good dick, but I don't <laughs> think that my dick is that great. Like I feel like if my dick was cloned, it's a good dick. But if you put it on like the dick scale, like I wouldn't be. Like I, I'm not. This is gonna sound weird, but this is the only fucking um, example I can use. Like I'm not safari dick. I'm like, but I'm right. not like a midget dick either. Like I'm in the middle dick. So, but I you do know that they have like dildos that are in the middle that women actually. Sorry, not women. That people like. Yeah, not everybody wants safari size dick. Safari size dick is nice to look at, and yeah, you may feel ambitious and feel like your pum pum or your butt can take that kind of penetration or that kind of pressure. But not everybody likes that. I, I mean, I don't know. I just don't want a bunch of my dick still on the shelves. Like, I this fucking man. I don't want to walk into the store and then my shit was selling. I'd be mad as fuck. But these are things I don't want to. I don't want to encounter when it comes. Oh to- God. I'm crying tears. I swear when we meet in real life, which I'm sure is going to happen, I'm going to punch you. No, I'm going to remember good. this moment and I'm going to punch you. Like, that's shit I worry about. Like, if she called me uh, and then I go in there and be like, hey, what's up? And I look and there's like 15 of my dicks still on the shelves and then like two of the other dudes. I'm like, why are my dicks still up there? That's going to fuck my ego. So, uh, oh God. You and your ego. Honestly, I can't. Oh, boy. I just don't okay, want, but I, I don't want. And then I cut my shit on clearance. Like, no, you're not gonna. Be <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, 
Nigga. You don't want the embarrassment. Nah, bro. I got a big red ass sign in this in the in the in the bin. Like you know how you go to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> They got the bin, the dollar shit. Like, my dick is in that bin. Nah, I'm good, man. Oh, my God. Jeez, uh, my eyes are running water right now. Okay, so so in terms of a personal sex toy, though, for yeah. yourself, like, you wouldn't get, like, a stroker or the, the rubber pom-pom or... Nah, bro. I feel guilty after I bust that after I beat my own dick. I, know, I don't know how I'm going to feel after I buy a toy. Hell no. I'm good. Oh, my goodness. Come, let's. I'm gonna put you back on the couch right now. Lawrence on the couch. Why do you feel guilty about beating your own dick? I mean, most guys do. We feel it's 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 confusing. I'm telling. If if a dude is excited, put it like this. If a dude is excited after he busts enough for beating his dick, that's that's something wrong. You crazy. (laughs) You fucking crazy. If you excited after you beat your dick, something is wrong with you. You have serious. If you as a man, you sit down oh my God. and you bust and you're exposed, uh, something is wrong. Period. So, oh boy, what is the conversation that you have with yourself after you've jacked up? We don't say nothing to each other. We just get the rag and go about it. <laughs> <laughs> So do you pep talk yourself every time you go to like beat off? No, I don't pep talk, you know. I don't I don't have I don't say nothing. It's nothing. It's like fucking that chick you ain't supposed to be fucking. <coughs> Excuse me. You sneak so, in, she don't say shit, she got a hoodie on, it's the same thing. So, oh boy, we're gonna we're gonna spend a minute on this. Say no more. I'm in. Oh, so if you feel guilty after every time you rub one out, why do you continue to rub one out? Why do the 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 feeling of guilt? And then if you know that you're gonna have that guilty feeling, like how does your body get aroused enough for your dick to get hard for you to know that you need to rub one out? I don't know. Like, you know, something I ask you. I don't know how to explain it. You know, anything can turn a man on for a second and get him in that moment. And then and after he finishes, it's over. I don't know. I really don't know how to explain it. You have to ask multiple guys. But for me, you know, it's just at the moment, I, I, I want to rub one off. And then after I rub it off, I'm good. You know what I mean? I think, I, I think I'm actually going to do that. I'm going to see if there are at least... 15 to 20 guys that I can talk to to ask their opinion about the the um the post nut clarity and the feeling that you have after you've you've rubbed one out like what that experience is like so the the guilt the guilt doesn't weigh on you enough to make you stop doing it or to never do it again no not that you know no how many times you don't fuck a, a chick you weren't supposed to twice a bunch of times right so no but this is different though this is your like it's your it's yours yeah. you're allowed to tug and pull on him i know but you know i don't know man i don't know if it's i, I don't i wouldn't i want to say it's, i don't want to say it's an ego thing it's just you know I, i'm not going to stop doing it you know to that point but i definitely don't feel excited when i finish so you know I don't know. So let's let's say erotic boudoir was to send you a rubber pussy. I send it you back. would leave it in a box and never try it? Not even one time? I, I don't need no rubber pussy. 
<laughs> Did you say you'd send it back? <laughs> but some of them are very realistic. That's worse to me. Why? Take it out the box. You gotta wipe it down. Like that's just horrible. I'd rather be. <laughs> you gotta, like you literally like you gotta put it. You gotta take it out the box. You gotta put it in another box. I'm like no, man. I'm, I can't. I just can't see myself fucking a rubber pussy. I can't see. It. Okay, so let me ask you a different question in the same vein. If you were in, if you were in a, a relationship with someone where you guys are trying new things, and she wanted to use a stroker or a rubber pussy on you. What? Would you let her? Now that's different. I don't know. I don't oh. know why she would let me. Why she would want to do that? But it's kind of different if she's doing it. Like if she. So she's using the stroker on you. Let's yeah, say that's different. Like if someone hmm. else in the room, I didn't bring this shit. Like I can trick myself. Like I didn't bring this shit in here. She did. <laughs> <laughs> this is her idea, not mine. So, so you just go with the feeling. Yeah, kind of like what we were talking about yesterday. Like you said that you w- you wouldn't ask for your ass to be licked, but you're not going to say no if the person does it. Exactly. Like I'm not going. Okay. I'm not mentioning it. If you do it, I, hey, you did it. I'm not stopping you, but I'm definitely not going to ask you. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Do you think your partner could ever be too sexual for you? Um, no, because like I said before, it's nothing that I I'm afraid to do. You know. So I don't think anyone could be too sexual. Like, as long as you're not trying to pitch it in my ass. Um, outside of that, you know, no, I don't think. I mean, sometimes, but to be honest with you, I'm not as sexual <coughs> as me. I used to be. So you're not as sexual as you used to be. Yeah, I'm not as sexual because, um, for one, I I've had sex a lot. You know, I've I've been able to be one of those men who hasn't had a problem. In that area, getting women. So you're a whore. No, no, not a whore. I'm just someone who has not had a problem with getting women, and I don't consider myself a whore because I didn't fuck all of those women. But the the option of sex was not something that I had to fight for. Right. Much. You know, it, it was it was accessible to me. And that's not to mean I'm a whore. It's just that, you know, I'm able to have it if I wanted to have it. So for me, like I said, I'm at a space in my life where sex isn't that important. You know, I, I rather, I mean, it's still going to sound corny, but, you know, I, I, I value quality time, spending time with each other, talking, uh, building, shit like that. I mean, it sounds very unbelievable, but it's a very true thing when it comes to me. I'm not at, it's actually very sweet. It's it's not corny at all. It's actually very sweet. Yeah, I'm not at a, a sexual peak. I don't know if it's because I peaked already, but you know, I'm more <laughs> me. I'm more involved with I don't want to say learning somebody, but just being able to be around somebody and it should just be good. You know, we cool, we conversate, we talk, we can hang out, you know, those things. So sex is 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 is, is not low on the totem pole, but it's not most important to me. So, do, do you think that that's a, a direct result of having fucked so much and having had the opportunity to fuck a lot, or is it just time? Uh, a little bit of both, you know. Like I've been with my fair share of women. I, I pretty, I don't. It's not too much I haven't done. I haven't had. I haven't had. I haven't really had a threesome. I had a like a like a. A mistake threesome, 
So I, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah, I had a mistake. <coughs> what is a mistake threesome? I was with one person and we were having sex, and then her friend came, and I was asleep. We were asleep, and she started messing with her while I was asleep, and I woke up and saw it, and then she was like, "You can join," and then. That's how it happened. So it wasn't like a planned one. It was like a mistake. <laughs> Excuse me. You make me want to fight with you. It was, I mean, I don't really, because I didn't convince what? either one of them to do it. It was like. That doesn't have nothing to do with nothing. Right. It's not the convincing part that makes it the threesome. It's the fact that there's three fucking people fucking. That's what makes it the threesome. Yeah, it was. It was. It was all right. It wasn't. It wasn't my best work. I will admit to that. You know. What is, what is? Oh my goodness. What does that mean? It's hard to me. It's hard to please one woman, and I had to do that right. twice. So it was very difficult. It wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be because they were they were in the threesome type where they wanted to please each other. They wanted me to do all the pleasing. They wanted you to do all the work. Yeah, yeah. So that's why. So maybe if I would experience a threesome where two women are into themselves more than they're into me, maybe it wouldn't have been a lot better. But for me, it was it was actually hard, you know, because I had, I had bust one and then I had to bust another. You had to bust two more shots? Yeah, I had to get up, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Was- but you said your, her friend came in and started messing with her. So what, is, what does that mean then? If you're saying that they're, they weren't into like girl on girl the way that you know you would think it would be in a threesome what 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 was messing with her like that i mean like she she got because our base that's how it went down we were all staying in vegas uh and we um she had a key to our room so she i think i think she was drunk i'm not sure she came in and we were already asleep and she started like she was laying in between her and you know i looked over and she started licking on her and shit like that and I think they had done it before. Like, they were too comfortable to not have done it before. So, you know, and then, I, you know, I just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know. I was comfortable with just watching, to be honest with you. I was cool. But then it was like, hey. Come join in. Yeah, bring that dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> See, if you if you had done the clone of Willie, you could have had help. <laughs> I had an extra dick on the side. Right? An extra dick on hand, and that would have been less pressure on you. <laughs> do you think that relationships work better when one person loves the other person more? Absolutely, I do. I absolutely, really? I absolutely believe that, man. And it, it works better if it's the woman who likes the man more than the man likes the woman. Really? I definitely believe that. Okay, come give me the logic behind this one. Um, Because I feel when it's the other way around, men become crazy. They become stalkers. They become violent, jealous. Uh, I'm not saying women can't have those characteristics also, but it's not as common as it is for men. And just in natural totality, I think that women are more submissive and more or want to be submissive in that situation so if she's like really into him she wants to do all the naturing and caring things where the man he does the manly shit you know he's not usually uh I don't want to say the chaser but once they get into the relationship it's usually the woman that's chasing him down at that point to get into the relationship the man is chasing the woman but once they are in that actual relationship the, the role is reversed so that's why I think it works better 
when um, the woman likes the man a lot more. But then again, on the flip side, you could lose your woman like that too. I was going to say, because I feel like... She definitely can get tired. She definitely can get irritated with you. So Yeah, like if you're too cavalier and nonchalant about your emotions. Yeah. And, 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 and women, not to say that men don't as well. You're definitely right that, you know, women are, are, are definitely more emotional creatures, just kind of the way that, that, you know, society has reared men and women to be. But if you're not sustaining her because, you know, you're you're trying to be like super macho or keep her in a, a certain position and you're not giving her what she needs emotionally, that shit could backfire like fuck. Because she could start looking elsewhere for that emotional support. And we all know that women don't necessarily start cheating on the physical level first. They start cheating on the emotional level. Mm-hmm. And once they're emotionally connected to another person, you're fucked. Yeah, and the reason I say that is I can only speak. I only speak off experience. I don't speak off of yeah. other people's things and. The one relationship that I was in, she liked me. Or I liked her more than she liked me. And it didn't work. Um, and all the other relationships where I don't, well, I never actually made the full commitment to be in, but all the other experiences I've had with women where they liked me more, it was better for me. So I don't know if it's better for the female, but it was better for me in that situation. But I could be wrong. I mean, I could be wrong about that. I'm, I'm speaking from my selfish views, my selfish ways, it was better for me. That's why I said that. If you had to put a broader perspective on it, though, like from people that you know who have been in relationships or people that you know who are in relationships, is there ever conversation about or is there ever a feeling that you get from those relationships that it is that balance that, that you're saying that works better where the woman is more in love with the man and caters more to the man? Yeah, I mean, and then, yeah, because you can have, you can see that just in the things that people do for each other, you know, and sometimes it works. Sometimes the women do a lot more for the man and the man does less and it works sometimes, you know, and vice versa. Sometimes the man does a lot, you know, and the woman doesn't does much and it works for them. So it's a case by case situation, but right. you know, I definitely do see it. I see it work more than I see it doesn't work. You know, when I go over my boy's crib, I can tell who's more involved in the relationship than the other person is. Um, and then I've seen, I haven't really seen too much where it's like equal. I haven't. I've never really seen a relationship where you you physically can see that they're both equally doing both parts. Like mm-hmm. Most times, it's someone is doing more than the other person. So, just from what I've noticed. I think it's a, part of the statement that you made, I think is really interesting and, and definitely true. I think there's a, a different um, there's a different level of involvement in the like yesterday we had talked about the courting phase and whether or not people still court. So like in that courting dating phase where the man is pursuing the woman and trying to get the woman and you know with the intention of let's say that marriage is the end goal. There's a lot more emotional effort to get to that point, and then once they get to that point, he kind of relaxes a bit and it's not as I don't want to say that it's not as important but because he has secured her mm-hmm. and given her a title and given her you know whatever the accolades are that come along with being married um he yeah that that basically he relaxes and so the the majority of the emotional input into the relationship then somehow seems to become her responsibility Whereas, like, the physical providing of 
you know, shelter monetarily, making sure that the home is, is physically taken care of and all that kind of stuff. Um, that becomes his responsibility. That somehow seems to just become the natural divide and I've never understood why. I mean, I can't explain it either, to be honest with you. But I definitely do see it happening. Hmm. Okay, let me let me give you a scenario. Oh, let's go, right out. Okay, so an ex that you were in uh, that was the love of your life that you broke up with years ago has popped back up all of a sudden. Okay. You're single, they're single, and they're asking for a second go at the relationship. What's your response? Oh, that's... Do you believe in, in doubling back in relationships? That is a very hard one because um, at the answer it honestly. Um... Ah, shit. <laughs> yeah. Um... That would be a hard one for two reasons. One, I would want to say yes, because honestly, and if we're being totally honest, I'm not over her. Mm. But I don't want to be with her, if that makes any sense to you. It does. Well, for the fact of what our conversation was about her telling me that she wasn't in love with me kind of put a a very, very stain on my heart. For someone to do that to me, uh, it, it hurt I heard a lot. So, once again, it may be just my ego. My ego won't allow me to say yes. Let's do it again. But do I? Would I want to do it again? Yeah. I mean, she was. She was. But and a lot of that has to do with me. I did. I did do some things that were wrong towards her. So I feel guilty, and I definitely want to make up for those things. But I just think the time has passed. So if, if she would come to me, I definitely would want to say yes. But I, I, I probably wouldn't say yes or no. Is there, so her aside, let's just let's let's put it on a, on a on a broader perspective. Do you believe it's healthy or unhealthy for people to double back in relationships once they've parted company? No, nah, not if if each party has grown, if each party has matured and correct the the mistakes that they did in the past. Then no, nah, I definitely don't feel that unhealthy. When you are the same person and doing those same things, then yes, yeah, unhealthy. But if two people have looked at their ways of the past, uh, accepted what they did wrong, and are, have worked to be better, then yeah, definitely get back with that person. Y'all had a great connection before. It can only be heightened if y'all correct the wrongs in y'all situation before. So no, it's not unhealthy. You just, you just have to grow, be mature about the situation. Okay, that's fair. I like that answer. Uh, going back to something that we had talked about before, you, you had said that you weren't sure if it's because you've reached your sexual peak or not, or, or, you know, do you think that you've reached your sexual peak? Like just for the man who, the the man that you are now, do you think that you have reached your sexual peak? Um, I would say, yeah, but only would say that because is I have, like I said yesterday, I haven't met that woman to turn me out yet. Like, I hear my guys say, yo, this chick turned me out. I love that you say yet, which means that there's hope. I mean, I would I would, I would, would think there's, there's someone out there that can do it. I don't know. I doubt it. But I'm not going to close the door in that situation. So I would definitely feel that it's someone out there that I haven't met her. You know, I haven't met somebody that turned me out before. But, you know, if, if that person comes around, then maybe she'll unlock a door that's that's been closed. 
for a long time. You know what I'm saying? And like a high level of, of Jumanji. Yeah, like, like a high level. But as this moment, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know what my peak is because my peak. I think your peak comes with the person that you're with. Different people bring out different things within you. So I haven't met someone who brung out, you know, quote unquote, that next level. So to me, I think I've reached it. You know, maybe I just have to get with someone else who's more sex. I don't want to say more sexually advanced, but just who just unlocks, you know, like I said, a different door. That's all. Someone who pushes your boundaries. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you because this is some shit I'm not gonna let you do. Period. You know what I mean? So I don't. How do you know? Because I know for a fact if you pull out any object to go on my ass, you getting punched in the throat. <laughs> that is a, that is a fact. There's no boundary that's gonna get crossed that way. You pull out anything, it goes in my ass. You getting chopped in the throat. That's it. Okay, what if she wants to put her finger in your ass while she's sucking on your dick? Throat. How? How? Tell me how you're gonna stop in the middle of a good, hey. sloppy blowjob, and she's about to put her thumb in your ass while she's sucking on your dick and and rubbing your balls. You're gonna stop to punch yep. her in the throat because you're like, ah. Yep, I want nothing going to my ass. I can't do it. You can lick my asshole at the same time. That's different. <laughs> what's what's the difference? If she sticks her tongue in your ass, what's the difference? I don't know. I, oh my god, I'm gonna fight with you. It's, it's different to me. That's all. It's a different feeling. If, okay, so I, we're gonna we're gonna go with this one. If if because at some point you must have said to yourself, I'm, I would I don't think I would ever let a woman lick my ass or put her tongue in my ass, and then it happened, and you realize that you like the feeling. I, I get no. it that it's something that you're never going to ask for. No, 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 no. But no, no. That's, let me correct you right there. I have never okay. said that I wasn't going to let a woman do that. I have never said that. I just said okay. I wasn't going to ask for it. But I have never said that I wouldn't. Okay, but even even that, even if even if that's something that you never said, how did you determine for yourself that you would be comfortable to let a woman lick your ass or put her tongue in your ass, but not her finger? Hey man, listen. I always say this to women all the time. Some things you just can't explain that men the, the way we think. That's okay. It. Like some things are just unexplainable. Like I've said this before also. That it's something that women really look at me and they think I'm crazy when I say that. You can a man can be in love with a woman and still do her wrong. True. No, that's you're absolutely right. You know what I'm saying, and pe- women look at me like I'm crazy, and I say it's hard to explain. It sounds dumb. But that is the absolute truth. A man can truly be in love with a female and want to be with her and still cheat on her. But is that love then? Because love isn't supposed to hurt. It, that, that's, we're going to have to come back and, and have that conversation because that's a whole other conversation. Right. But love isn't supposed to hurt you. So then is that really love? Well, no, no, no. Because what, what, what is the problem? What you're getting hurt from is finding out that I cheated on you. So that doesn't mean that I purposely wanted to hurt you. I didn't want you to find out. You found out. But you did the, but, but if you didn't do the act, there wouldn't be anything to find out. What are you saying? Hey, man. I, once we finding get, out about the act, Regin. Doing the act is what caused the problem. Not it. finding out about it. And once again, man, I can still love you and do some fucked up shit. 
I don't think that's love. I, really, I think that's infatuation. You got to call it something else because love is, as much as people think that there shouldn't be suffering involved in love. I know. Put it to you like this. My ex, when I tell you I was deeply in love with this woman, deeply in love with this woman, and I still cheated on her. I had a beating. I, listen, my feelings. You need someone to beat you. My feelings are, I don't feel that my feelings were any less cheapened because I did that. It was just a situation where I was immature. I couldn't control myself. I had options. That's another thing. Certain men have more options than other men. So with that being the case, some I mean, after, I mean, it's been so many no's I'm going to say. So being young, being popular, being in the limelight, I made mistakes. But that has that is a totally separate feeling from the love I had for that woman because at the end of the day, I would have done anything for that person. I would have, you know, dropped anything at a I would have taken a bullet for that person. So those two feelings are separate. The fact that I did something wrong and the fact that I love you, they don't go together. And I think that you can have both. You can truly love somebody and do some shit that you're not supposed to do. That's how I feel. <sighs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to sit with that one. Well, sit with it, goddamn it, shit. <laughs> sit with it. I, I, I always tell women that, man. It's just certain things that the way how men think that you won't. Un- it's some shit that how we think that we can't even explain, but it's just how we feel. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's it's very difficult to put in words, but at the end of the day, <laughs> excuse me. Okay. I'm going to ask you some random questions, just completely random weird questions. Hey, man, ain't nothing too weird for me, baby. These are not related to anything that we've we've talked about so far. They're random, 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 random. Oh, shoot. Okay. You're shipwrecked on a deserted island, but all your basic human needs are taken care of, such as food, shelter, and water. Say that again, I'm sorry. Say it again. So you're shipwrecked on a deserted island, Uh but all of your basic human needs, such as food, shelter, and water are already taken care of. Okay. What are two items that you would have to have with you and why? Uh, My cell phone. (laughs) Uh, Because I just have to... But hold on there, hold on. Let me just just ask you something real quick. Okay. Lawrence? Yeah. Where are you going to plug it in? I don't know. That, you didn't go into the actual details shit. I didn't know that we were... Breaking down things, really? Like this is a hypothetical, goddamn question. I didn't know you're on a deserted island, sir. Hey, man, you asked me. I'm telling you. You want you want to get technical with shit? Then I can get technical. I thought this is a hypothetical, goddamn question. There's no way this shit was gonna happen. But I, as a woman, always y'all need to break shit down all the way. So I'll take okay. your cell phone. So your, your cell phone and what? Next? I'll take the cell phone out of the equation. So um, two things that I would definitely have to have. see because no, I would have to have my TV. I need a TV, but I couldn't plug it. I'll give you. I'll throw in solar panels. I'll throw in solar panels so that you can charge your shit. I'll put it like this. I would definitely. I would definitely need my laptop. That would be okay. I need my, my laptop is my most precious possession. My most possession. I would need my laptop. Okay. That would be one. And the other thing would have to be uh, unlimited supply of sweetest fish. There you go. 
You like Swedish fish? I love them. So I would need okay. things. I would need my lab right. and an unlimited supply of Swedish fish. I can I can give you a blind Swedish fish or dope. Um, if you could design the perfect room for yourself, what would it look like? Oh, that's easy, man. I'm very I'm, I'm very big on decor. So artsy. I'm very big on abstract paintings everywhere. Uh, big screen TV. Um, what's those couches that go on like a square? Or like, what are those called? Like an L-shaped couch? Yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. want one of those in there. I love seat also. Um, the room will be black and white. I love black and white rooms. Absolutely, okay. absolutely adore black and white room. So it'll be a black and white room with a big screen TV, uh, definitely the L-shaped chair, sofa. Chair. I love seat. What else? I definitely need candles. Candles need to be everywhere in my room. I love candles. You're a romantic. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess you just sound like shit to smell good. But nice. I would definitely need candles in there. Every they had to be burning all over the room. Candles. Okay. Uh, I think that would be it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty much it. If you could choose one superpower, what would you choose? Oh, that's a good one. Um superpower. See, you, 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 should, you should change this question to what like what Marvel superpower would you take? Because Okay, we can do that. What Marvel superpower would you yeah, take? Yeah, because I think you saying that, that's just like crazy. Like you would just take what Marvel <laughs> But that that's easy to break it down. Um, I would definitely take Wolverine's power of being able to heal. Mm. You know, being able to you know stay young, stay looking, you know, acceptable. So yeah, his power is his healing factor is um, what I would want to do. Yeah. Okay. And the last random question: vampire or werewolf? Vampire. I think vampires are smoother. You know what I mean? <laughs> Vampires are a lot smoother than werewolves. You know all that aggression, nigga. Calm down, relax. Why are you so fucking hyped, nigga? Oh my goodness, Lawrence! Thank you so much. Please let everybody know again who you are, where they can follow you, where they can find you, and if you have any events or anything of that nature coming up. Hey, people! Um, poom poom. Pussy. Poom 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 pussy. Poom poom pussy. Thank y'all for having me. I'm Lawrence Killebrew. You can find me on Instagram at Lawrence C3H. That's Lawrence with a W, not a U. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook at Lawrence Killebrew. Um, you can find me on my YouTube channel, Comedy Hustle. Uh, and I do a show every night on Instagram Live called The Relationship Hour. And uh, pretty soon I will be back on the road telling jokes in your favorite comedy club in a city near you. And of course, uh, in the write-up of this episode, I will include Lawrence's information so you guys are just one click away to being able to follow him on Instagram and being able to catch up, uh, you know, on all his information that's posted and, and to definitely catch his live, his nightly live. Really, really great. Um, yeah. Pumpo Pasi, bless up yourselves. Uh, you know, we're still in the time of pandemic, pandemic mania. Uh, Christmas is fast, fast approaching and Lord God, thank you. 2020 is about to wrap up because there's been a lot of fuckery that's happening this year. Um, I'm looking forward to 2021 and hopefully it will be the beginning of what was supposed to have been a great year, but we shall see. In the meantime and in between time, y'all stay blessed, stay safe, love up on one another, take care of yourselves, and we'll talk to you next week. That's you from you.
My baby, my baby, my love 